darling. I hope everyone is well. Christmas lads is just around the corner. Hope everyone has made some plans whether you're going home or not going home. And I'm just going to ignore the current news because life is just better when you just pretend that everything is grand. Do you know that kind of way? So hopefully it's just a tiny bump in the road and we can just carry on as normal. I'm going away to Byron Bay and then we're going to Melbourne for New Year's. So just basically trying to, as I said in one of my last episodes, just trying to pretend that it's not really Christmas. I've contemplated actually getting a Christmas tree this year and kind of just getting into it and enjoying Christmas and actually acting like it is Christmas. But I haven't yet. And do you know what? I don't think I will. It just makes me sad. I watched the toy show as well the other day on Sunday. And literally (laughs) 10 seconds in, probably less, five, four, maybe even three. The minute the music started, I was crying. Dennis was pissing himself at me. I'm just, I knew it was coming anyway, like. But it was just, it was, I feel like it was a very tear jerking episode. Anyway, they focused a lot on kids, uh, kids sick in hospital and stuff like that. So it was just hitting you where it hurts. And obviously it's just when you're watching Irish television as well, you're like, oh, anyways, it was a fab episode. Loved it. Really loved it. And I, I did cry for a hundred times, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Anyway, so I hope everyone has plans made for Christmas, regardless of whether you're going home or you're staying here. Like, keep yourself busy and occupied because that's what I'm doing. Burying my head in the sand, pretending for the fourth year in a row that it's not Christmas. It's just summer holidays. Anyways, on this week's episode, I am delighted to be chatting with my fabulous friend, Denise Curtin. Denise and I were in the same course in college in UL and she is such a grafter and that is why she is now the digital editor of Ireland's number one media platform for the modern gal, Stellar Magazine. Um, We chatted about her journey starting off as a spinny in Limerick, throwback to the spinnies to now being one of the organisers of Stellar's first annual Insta Star Awards. We went behind the scenes of the awards and who her favourites to win were, and yeah, a whole lot more. Denise has also interviewed so many massive stars, including Anne Hathaway and her, her BFF, Colin Farrell. And she tells us what, what it's like behind the scenes of those nerve-wracking interviews that actually leave her needing a spare change of clothes because she's obviously sweating so much. She is an absolute legend and she is gorgeous both inside and outside. So I really hope you enjoy the episode. And as always, please rate me, rate the podcast, review the podcast, leave it five stars and tell your friends, tell your family to listen, please and thank you. So yeah, I'll just go straight into it and I hope you enjoy it. This episode is proudly sponsored by Her Place Cosmetics. Her Place brings you the best in Irish and UK beauty products. They offer a premium edit of over 300 products. Everything you've been looking for, whether it is So Sue, Sculpted by Amy or Bia Bell, all of your favourites are sure to be available. Every Irish and UK woman here in Australia knows the struggle of getting the products that you adore from home, but now you no longer have to worry. I know personally I am delighted that I can easily stock up on my cocoa brown tanning water because it's the best face tan that I've used and I didn't think I was going to be able to get it here but now I don't have to worry. You can order their range of products from hair, makeup, skincare, fragrance and body all online and soon to be in store. There are lots of exciting things in the pipeline for Her Place Cosmetics next year. You can check out their website, herplacecosmetics.com.au and follow them on Instagram. They also have some amazing Christmas sets available, so that is making Christmas shopping a little bit easier this year. Thank you so much to Her Place Cosmetics for sponsoring this episode. Hi! Hello! Welcome to the podcast, Denise. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. This is so exciting to be on it because I listen to it all the time. (laughs) Fangirling. (laughs) Fangirling. Completely. That's literally me right now. 
So you are the digital editor of Stellar Magazine, which is Ireland's number one media platform for the modern gal. Um, but before we chat about that, I just want to chat a little bit about like your pathway to how you got there and kind of what you did before before this. Yeah, so I think I kind of knew that I wanted to go down like the journalism line since secondary school. Really? Um, I toyed with the idea a lot when I was in secondary school. I was like, oh my God, I really, really like to do journalism, but it kept going out of my mind because I thought there's no jobs like I don't know anyone like I don't know anyone in journalism like yeah. I don't have a parent in journalism and aunt and uncle even a friend like I knew no one so I was like okay that will hinder me from like what I was told that's what I believed mm-hmm. I was like that will hinder me and then also I'm constantly told hilariously by people who are not in the you know line of work that there is no money in it so I was like okay yeah got people telling me that there's no money in it I also know no one in it so like it's ridiculous that I'd even consider it so I then was like okay what am I going to do like where are their jobs where's their money and then I was like okay everyone's saying food science which when I think back now <laughs> why did I even think about food science like I hate science I hate maths yeah I remember looking at the like course outline for three years and it was like chemistry as like a module and like I didn't even do chemistry <laughs> when so I was like I was just doing it because people were like job for life yeah. you know that whole saying of job for life mm-hmm. set up there now perfect idea so I was like okay that's what people are saying I should do so I think I spent like a year and a half being like I'm gonna do food science like, oh my god ridiculous. so different <laughs> and then at around leaving cert I was like okay no I actually think I really want to do journalism I want to live that 13 going at 13 you know lifestyle <laughs> I want to work for Steckler Poise like this is my calling <laughs> yeah. um so I was just like okay feck it I'm gonna try it I'm gonna try do it see how it goes whatever so I think then when I started journalism and new media as a as a college course I had it in my mind that I was destined to fail because I had been told from so many people that Uh there's like it's it's not a like viable career so Mm -hmm. I was very nervous from the get-go that I was not going to be able to make it my job Mm -hmm. um when I look back I kind of am like that's a bit sad because I think I was constantly stressed throughout college about the fact that like this might not work Mm -hmm. um so I think throughout my college years it pushed me more to find like work in journalism even while I was still doing my college degree because I was like if I can't prove to people that this is viable people are going to be like told you so and that killed me so Mm -hmm. I remember like sending out emails to beat the band you name it I emailed them I was emailing like everyone from the Irish Examiner to the Evening Echo Spin Southwest like any contact any email address that I've had online (laughs) they got an email from me like mortifying thank god I don't have that hotmail account because I'd say it's like please hire me I'm 19 and I love fashion or you know it's just something diabolically cringe so I'm like thank god that doesn't exist anymore but yeah sending around loads of emails being like please I need a job like I want to I want to show you what I have yeah um and then I remember Spin Southwest got back in touch with me months after I sent an email I think I emailed them in November and they emailed me back in January being like do you want to come for an interview and I was like okay fine didn't even know what it was for but I was like anything I will mop your floors um <laughs> went in anyway and the interview was for to be a promotional driver a spinny so I was like amazing a spinny yeah I know <laughs> Look, driving around the mini coopers oh my god the amount of shit I got for being a spinny like you know when you're walking down the street and spins jingle is like spin southwest and yeah. everyone would sing that and I was like I want to drop dead but yes literally are they still a thing actually are spinning still a thing I actually don't know would you believe I asked this question about a month ago I was like so when we started we had mini coopers yeah but then like when I was becoming an old spinny you know and I was like in my (laughs) 20s um, and I was like getting too too old for the job we changed the spinnies to jeeps so they became like a Hyundai XORs or something yeah oh my gosh so I was like I was like no they're not really spinnies anymore they don't yeah. have the same like attraction because they're not driving a little like zooped up mini I was like no I'm in like a kind of mom jeep I was like <laughs> I don't really know am I loving it as much but I, I think they still have those the jeep so I think it was part of like a kind of commercial deal that they got them but right yeah I know it's funny it's funny to think back how, how the mini progressed but yeah yeah when I got the when I got the job with uh spin it was really the beginning of like mm-hmm. what was destined to be you know because 
from working as a spinny then I got to do a bit of work on air like anytime I had to do a spinny call which is where like the presenter rings the spinny to see whereabouts there yes, you know we're like I remember we're that at Harry yeah. yeah we're handing out Harry Bowls at UL like come down <laughs> anytime the spinny did those calls I was like be enthusiastic sound like a presenter you know win over the program director's heart like that was yeah. my whole you know mindset yeah um so that's what I used to do um and then eventually I did my internship in Spin Southwest and they were like oh we've got an opening slot to assist the morning host which is Martin Guilfoyle at the time yeah. which was fantastic because he kind of showed me the ropes of how to do everything showed me how to work the whole desk all the bits and bobs that like you know I wouldn't be able to really learn in college without like Kind of practical hands-on experience mm-hmm. being in a proper functioning studio and um, so that was really really fantastic and then through that I got a weekend slot by myself which is called spin party very exciting yeah. you know <laughs> helping everyone get ready to go out yes. playing, like, a beach yeah. <laughs> like, so, like proper like dance tunes yeah. and I used to love it because I was on from quarter to seven to quarter to nine and oh, I used really. to just like dish most of the time getting ready to go out myself like yeah, do my yeah. makeup stuff like that like while like playing songs it just felt like the most perfect part-time gig yeah and then after that summer after college went full time there uh just for the summer and then from there I went to her.ie from her.ie I went to stellar magazine and I just think you kind of find that like natural progression then it's always like when you get your foot in the door and you have a job you find a job easier and easier and it kind of just becomes this constant flow and I think that's what happened for me it became a constant flow from one gig into the next um mm. obviously because I was searching for them it didn't just naturally happen I yeah. was always on the lookout for them but I think the fuel under my arse was definitely people being like oh you're not going to find a job in it it, it had its perks but it also had its disadvantages because I think my whole college life I was constantly like fixated on what's next how am I going to make this a gig yes that's so true though that like I remember that like okay for like those of you listening you don't know that me and Denise were actually in college together we did the same course um (laughs) but that was so true though like people used to always say that like be even before I did the course like before I started went into first year they were like there's no jobs in journalism there's no money in journalism and I was just like well I don't want to do anything else like there's nothing else that I'm passionate about or anything so I'm going to do it because otherwise I'll just be unhappy but yeah it was just it kept people just kept saying that and then even when you're in the course then you're thinking I wish I was doing not I wish I was doing but I wish I had the the kind of the stability of doing a business degree where they're just like job 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 and even their work experience all of their work experiences were kind of paid for whereas I did it in my newspaper and like that just wasn't going to happen like it was an internship you know yeah, no, completely. And I feel like a lot of media companies, they're just like, we don't have the funds, we don't have yeah. money set aside to pay interns. And you're like, okay, that's fine because I'm just looking for experience, which is awful as well because you should totally be getting paid. But, yeah. you know, we were so we were so put in the mindset that you should just be lucky that you, you know, you've got anything. Because mm-hmm. unlike, like you were saying, business students, where it's like you can go X, Y, and Z, there's like such a an option of places for you to go like we have like what like I'd say 30 places in Ireland where it's like this is we'll take you as an intern aside from that like you have to kind of almost win your spot in the company which is horrific yeah but yeah that that was kind of that was kind of our mindset I remember like friends of my parents being like oh do you know someone who works in RTE basically aka how is she how else is she gonna yeah why is she doing this yeah why is she doing this don't and stuff like that like you know it used to panic my parents because they were terrified then that like I'd end up you know unemployed and they were like oh like Betty down the road is asking like do we know someone in RTE like are you sure now that this is like the right thing to do like is this going to end up well and I was like don't say that to me because that's only panicking me more like I don't know like I'm 18 I have no clue but I'm gonna like I'm gonna try you know that's all like you said that's all we can do especially when it's all we're interested in, passionate exactly, about. Like, there's yeah. no point in us doing 
a bloody business degree to be miserable yeah like we can't help what we're interested in like you know or we can't help what we're definitely not interested in or the, the you know the degrees that are going to get you a load of money like I'm not going to be an engineer anytime soon or <laughs> do you know anything like that and I'd be an awful engineer also no one would want me yeah so Same. it's not even about me being like I'm not passionate about it I'm like I'd be terrible yeah. I love it. Like, you, you don't me. want me you hate money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the building will collapse if you have me so <laughs> so what is the day-to-day life for you like as a digital editor of Stellar magazine you know what it's really exciting in the sense that it's forever changing uh the role is very versatile that I kind of have a lot of different avenues to go down every single day mm. within the role. Um, and like a typical, let's say Tuesday would be a wake up and <laughs> I start work and I would answer emails probably for the first like 30 minutes to 40 minutes. Then I would scour the net looking at what's happened. I'd usually look at US sites because overnight they would have had the news that we don't have yet. Yeah see what has been breaking, celebrity stories, things like that. Then I'd usually try and put some fresh content live on the site just to keep Stellar.ie, you know, ticking over. I want when people go onto it in the morning, I want it to look like it's up to date. I want it to look like, you know, it's the place that you go to for celebrity news. Mm -hmm. So I'd have a story up there. I'd liaise with uh, staff writers. We've got uh, three of them. We've got two staff writers, a weekend editor, and an intern. Uh, So three full-time and then the intern Mm -hmm. kind of like, in spare time um so i liaise with them see what they're covering what they're doing for the day and then i can kind of be pulled in any direction i can have an event i could have client copies so i could have like a brand deal that has come in and i'd have to write the copy for the brand deal to you know seed out as part of the partnership so i could have that to do Mm. um then like i'm saying i could have an event to go to i could have an interview i have to transcribe um i record a podcast called skim which is kind of like a celebrity gossip roundup of the week in celebrity news which is kind of nice because because the magazine only comes out monthly it's nice to have that weekly because it kind of sums up the kind of content we put in the magazine so it's nice to have the the podcast offering as well as the print then obviously I write for the the print magazine every month so I'd be researching ideas for that scheduling interviews um once a month we have a pitch meeting so when we go to a pitch meeting we pitch all our ideas and then we get told like what we what we can cover and stuff so there's a lot of work that goes into kind of prepping and planning. You know, if you've got three double page spreads, you're like, okay, I need to spread this out so that I have, I'm working on this article this week, yes. this article this week, this article the third week. Because what happens with me a lot is I fall into the college mindset where I'm like, I'll schedule them all for the very last week before the <laughs> deadline. And I will stress myself to yeah. death writing them till 2 a.m. So, you know, <laughs> trying to find better workflow is something I'm constantly, you know, yeah. working at myself because I'm like, set yourself mini goals don't wait till the print deadline because you're going to be stressed out so uh doing that it falls into my kind of day routine now i try and tip away at articles for the magazine in the background of doing my online stuff because it makes life easier obviously when you get to get to a print deadline then aside from that in the evening like once work finishes we have a lot of a lot of events as well so you'd have you know uh like brand launches or you'd have dinners or you'd have Uh, events like that that you're pulled to that work very well for your brand too because you'd be doing interviews at them if um you know influencers show up or people that are open a business it works well for like our real gal section where we talk to like business owners and women who are kind of you know putting their own stamp on what they do um and then also for roundup pages if it's a new restaurant we'd like people to know when it's opening if it's a new product we'd like to tell you if it's shit or not you know so <laughs> yeah and they all fall into that kind of bracket too unreal so every day is so different and every day seems to be so entertaining like i'm so jealous of your job actually <laughs> it is entertaining it is entertaining a lot of it is obviously sitting at a desk where i'm either answering emails writing stories or transcribing an interview but there are definitely like perks to it especially now like you know things are opening back up and we get to go to events and stuff I'm getting more of an opportunity to like break up my day which is bloody gorgeous because I'm like there's so much of it in lockdown that I was like if I'm not sitting at my desk I'm like putting on my like washing or I'm like (laughs) making my bed to stretch my legs whether now I can like hop to an event or do things like that so it breaks up really nicely yeah and you touched a little bit there on the podcast 
that you do as well. So there's the glow up and the skim, but just tell us a little bit more yes. about what you can expect on those podcasts. Yeah, so the glow up is a beauty podcast. Vicky Lutero, who is our, the editor-in-chief at Stellar, is spearheading it at the moment. And basically what it is is we have one guest on, usually one, sometimes two come on, and they talk about what's in their beauty bag, their skincare must-haves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic because a lot of, like, you know, beauty experts come on it. We have a lot of uh, women that own skincare brands, people who are makeup artists, beauty influencers um, that come onto the podcast, and it kind of gives you a rare insight into, like, yeah. the products that they love outside of maybe their brands themselves. Like, mm-hmm. kind of the things that they swear by that, in turn, I'm like, writing and listen like I'm buying that I'm buying that I'm buying that but it's also lovely because it's like a chat about their career to date it's a chat about their life it's a chat about you know their relationships everything aside from beauty too but with a hook on beauty so it's it's a nice well-rounded uh, podcast it's around 40 minutes to about an hour yeah and then the skim is a gossip roundup so it's like all the celebrity news um it's me and Rebecca Keane who's the deputy editor of Stellar that do it and we basically just chat through like celebrity news that we love like things that we're like oh my god that's tea that's yeah, interesting yeah. and like uh we do a rot or hot segment where we talk about the things that are absolutely rotting us and then the things that we're loving which i, <laughs> I love, love because i am obsessed with talking about rots i love chatting about things that just absolutely irk me right. i'm like I, if, <laughs> if the whole podcast is called the rot i'd be like this is perfect because most celebrity news drives me cracked headlines that just are I read a headline there the other day and it was about Kim Kardashian, or no, not Kim Kardashian, Vogue Williams. Um, she unveiled her new sofa, which is perfect for baby number three. I've seen I've this had- and I listened to their podcast and uh, Joanne McNally's taking the piss out of her being like, you like literally you could do anything and they just put it in the news, yeah. like her couch. <laughs> no, if I ever want to find articles that absolutely drives me cracked, I go on hello because the bloody <laughs> headlines, I'm like, what are these? Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, the headlines are second bonkers. And when they're talking, like, you know, when I hear podcasts talking about articles, I'm like, guaranteed they're going to say hello. And they're like, read it on hello or read it on okay. And I'm yeah. like, it's not surprising. No, it's honestly. Not surprising. I think Vogue Williams has shares in Hello Magazine or OK Magazine. Like oh, she must. Yeah. Uh-huh. She must. At this stage, she absolutely must. Yeah. Because, um, you like, yeah, even when you're saying, when Joanne was talking about it as well, she's like, I'm going to get you to unveil my new microwave so I can. <laughs> bloody get some cloud from this because fuck me like it's no, crazy it's hilarious like even there i see sometimes the irish independent sharing articles on i don't know it's facebook i presume it's facebook just random things about vogue williams and i'm like yeah like the irish independent and you're sharing vogue williams is getting a new couch like what i don't yeah, understand I'm like where's where's the direction you're going with this? yeah i, I don't understand like, all the comments yeah. underneath it then are like uh who even is she just you know older people like uh who and uh, yeah brilliant news or great headline or whatever <laughs> my favorite and i get we get this a lot like i i mean i personally have got this a lot from all my jobs is why don't you write about real news? I'm like, well, why don't you go to a real news site, babe? Yeah. If you want celebrity news, come here. If you, <laughs> I'm not reporting on murders. Like, it's not who I am, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, there's enough sad things going on in the world. I don't want to spend my day writing about sad things, no. Yeah, but like, I, you're you're not a broadsheet newspaper, like, do you know what I mean? You're in the you're wrong place, honey, if you're looking for political yeah. news. <laughs> no, totally. And when I see them, I'm like, like don't engage. Don't yeah, engage. just don't, like... Okay. like yeah. <laughs> Well, what's irking you at the moment, so in the celeb world, other than Vogue Williams, Vogue Williams and her couch? What's irking me? There's been so much recently that has been irking me. Let me think. Oh, my God. So the most recent thing that's been irking me is, you probably saw it, um, Adele did a CBS special where she was, like, singing all her, like, incredible new songs. It was, like, her first performance in, like, two and a half years. Yeah. And at the performance, a guy called Quentin decided to propose his girlfriend. Oh, what's her name? Amanda I think it could have been yeah and what irked me I was just like I understand that maybe one in a million people get to have their proposal in front of a dad probably less probably one in bloody a billion yeah but I was just like why is getting proposed to in public just so cringy and chuggy when I was watching it I was like god this is moving me but at the same time I would absolutely die if it was me die I was just like die I just was like I hate celebrity proposals I just find them so tacky yeah so tacky like I was thinking and I was like oh this is cute but also do you know when she opened her eyes and she was just 
like she's in the front of the audience I would hate like despise 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 if I was standing there and this whole audience of random people first of all is just looking at we me totally. wait, waiting to see if I'm going to say yes or not like no thanks and next yeah. thing Adele comes down and I'm like what if I wanted to say no do you know what I mean what if I wanted to say no also I'm like you could let me know in advance that I'm going to be sitting here Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. bloody um, Melissa McCarthy like, yeah. Selena Selena Gomez I was like I want to know a year in advance so I could get my hair done get my face done get, yeah. my, ass done, get my legs done get everything <laughs> done so that when I meet them in person and we get a picture I don't look like I was dragged through bushes you know? no so honestly like, like she was there wearing yeah. just normal like skinny jeans and kind of just an average just top like no offense but yeah. I'm sure if she knew she was going there next to like I'm like Lizzo was there wearing like a big fucking gown or something and she's yeah. just there in her jeans and whatever no no totally yeah. And I was like, you know, obviously, God love him. He definitely put in so much graft to get a poster in front of Adele. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Right? But I was just thinking, I categorize it in the same box as like getting a poster on top of the Eiffel Tower, a dance mob, a flash mob, whatever it's called. <laughs> flash like breaking into dance to like propose. I'm just like, all of it to me is chuggy. It's just very cringy. Yeah. When I was watching the CBS special, I was like, love this, love this, love this. Why propose it? yeah also how did he get it was he just a normal average joe i don't understand how they agreed to it but i have no idea i'm like was it a competition and like i think it's hilarious as well it does like this guy reached out as if like not a hundred people reached out for the same minute looking for the same thing i was like oh my god as if he's like the only one that thought i have a brainwave yeah yeah (laughs) no it's not but you know what's actually irking me at the minute is i don't even follow her but i know all the crack Courtney Kardashian and Travis. What's his second name? Barker. Yeah, I know. No, I'm sorry. Barker. I can't. No. no. I actually think that their PDAs fall into the same fringe public display of affection bracket as proposals of bunch of a crowd. Yeah, I just no. think it makes me sick. It's all fringe. And even recently, I think she was at Simon Hook's wedding, which is like her PR friend, mm-hmm. and she was giving Travis a lap dance. At the after the wedding, I was like, "What are you at?" No, and like, I love Courtney's style and you know, like her vibe. Yeah. But I just think, outside of that, she makes me want to die. Like the whole Travis thing. Like they were like humping on a boat in Venice as well, and you know stuff like that. I'm like it just it makes me feel secondhand embarrassed. Like, yeah, I think everyone is getting embarrassed at this stage, and I was saying it to my friend the other day. Yeah. I was like, she's like morphing into him because I saw this TikTok. It was kind of takes the piss out of her. And, you know, now she's, like, dressing like a rock star and a rocker. And she's, like, morphing into him. And my friend was like, yeah, but, you know, sometimes that does happen, though. You kind of, you kind of blend, not blend into your boyfriend, but, like, you take on certain things that they have. And I'm like, yeah, but she's, like, 48. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's not in her early yeah. 20s where you're still kind of finding yourself. She's 48 with three kids or four kids. And she's like, three. okay, well, now I'm a, now I'm a rock star and I'm wearing leather jackets and rocker boots. And I'm just like, no, I'm sorry now, but no, no. And I, I, I just am like, don't lose yourself either. Yeah. I totally understand if you're like, oh my God, I've met a new guy and I never liked avocado toast before, but now he eats it every day <laughs> yeah. for breakfast and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. It's like fair because he's obviously inspired you. Yes. But like, if you're wearing like, Bungie makeup, putting up pictures of vials of blood, and now buying your daughter a drum set. I'm like, it no. all just seems like a bit much. Like, no, I can't. Like, all of a sudden, you're a different person. Like, yeah. you don't wear pink anymore. You don't wear like sparkly bright clothes. Like, it's all now like skull bandanas and like leather. I'm yeah. just like, interesting. Honestly, it's, like, like all year round Halloween. I'm like, interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways, right. Next question is. Who has been your favourite person to interview so far and why? Favourite person to interview? If I was to tell you, um, not a celebrity, I mean, she's a celebrity in my eyes, but just someone who really inspired me when I interviewed them, it would be Gracie Collier. She does, she owns Spice Vintage, which is a, a clothing brand. And I found that interview one of the nicest to do because it was just... You know, when you're having a conversation with someone you've never met before, it can be mm-hmm. a little bit daunting. Usually it takes a bit of time to warm up. But when I met Gracie, it was like an instant connection. She was just oh. so bubbly and so alive. And when you hear someone's success story about how they just had a passion and they ran with it and they made sure that they made it 
something profitable for themselves you kind of you connect with them in a way that you're like you know what that's really inspiring and I really like I really look up to you for doing that and I think with Gracie when I sat down with her for Girls with Goals I think I might have interviewed her in early 2019 she was kind of she still had a, a, a physical shop in Limerick and she was kind of at the at the, the early stages of her career and it just really resonated with me I was like wow I'm very impressed by you so I think yeah. she was one of my favorite um interviews with kind of of all time and then if I had to say celebrity interview because you've done a few you've done a few celebrity ones like I've done a few names. celebrity ones uh yeah yeah a few big names um maybe Colin Farrell because <gasps> it was in Dublin and mm. a lot of interviews that I do you know that I do that are, are a big celebrity I mm. used to fly to London for them pre-pandemic but Colin was in uh Dublin I love them calling him Colin as he's my best friend <laughs> yeah Colin, Colin. Was in, yeah, <laughs> Colin was in Dublin and he texted me to come to the interview no but he was in uh, he was in Dublin and then I was just like oh my god we're just two Irish having a chat yeah, so yeah. it felt you know it felt less um structured and less you know serious because when yeah. you go to London to do the interviews it's bloody intense like really? what people don't see behind the scenes is like obviously you're brought into a press room you sit down you're told you know you've got five minutes with them or you've got six minutes with the talent okay. as they're called, and you're sitting there and you're like okay cool I'm gonna read over my cue cards read over my questions but you're in a room with like press from Germany the UK France oh Italy you know like everywhere basically and you're sitting there and all of a sudden it's like oh my god this is daunting nervous like I'm meeting big 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 slip breathe I don't want to like fuck it up I want to say something that makes it feel awkward but at the same time I want to ask engaging questions that will like grab a reaction from my audience Mm -hmm. and our brand back home and you know you kind of toy with all those different ideas and then obviously you're brought into the room where you interview them and like you're sitting basically knee to knee like the chairs are always so close and there's Mm -hmm. you know when you walk into the room it's all production around them which are kind of blacked out mm-hmm. you don't see them when when the interviews go live they're all blacked out you've got producers you've got videographers you've got their PAs all those people are in the room and then they're sitting with all the lights on them um in one chair and then you're just kind of brought in and it's always quiet you know it's yeah. when you're when you're brought in it's always a little bit quiet it's a little bit awkward you're a bit like <laughs> you know this <laughs> yeah. is nerve-wracking and you sit down and then usually they're all like hey how are you blah blah you know so it's nice they, they, like in fairness I've never had a celebrity that I've been like oh my god they're making me really uncomfortable or yeah. I think they hate me they've always been very opening most of them like get up and shake my hand that kind of thing um, and then you've like four or five minutes but it's crazy because you're really trying to you know get comfortable and like I was saying you know kind of soften those kind of like boundaries and yeah build a relationship with them very very quickly yeah while getting out questions and then you've got a producer who like counts you down being like three minutes left two minutes left one minute left. No, and the then, pressure like, like, three minutes it's like cut, okay yeah it's like cut the interview then it's like cut the interview oh my I've god i've had a situation where i was uh doing an interview with eric stone street from modern family and kevin hart uh oh Indian, my god and like real you know, like extremely extremely famous person yeah and uh uh, uh, I couldn't see the producer in the background so I couldn't see them counting me down and I noticed it a few times during the interview I'd look for them and I'd be like oh shit like I don't know how long this is going on for yeah. and apparently they were like down low doing it and I didn't see them and the woman actually like soared into the middle like to break it she was like you've gone way over time and I was like oh, I'm sorry and then and it's funny because they were like no leave her keep going like we're enjoying this and I was like I was like, I'm gonna lose my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, the boy's only having a um, crack. Like, no, go on, let her go. <laughs> yeah, and me like, oh my god, I'm unemployed. Um, but no, she was like, she just like, she was like, I was down low, you didn't see me, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I actually didn't. So, well, why you know, are you down like low, that. honey? Stand up. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I was looking for you. <laughs> so things like that do happen. Um, but yeah, they were great too. And then me name dropping then all day uh, <laughs> and then the last one that I mentioned that I did really love was Anne Hathaway and oh my God, uh, she was why I love the interview with her is because I got to tell her that I was like a massive Princess Diaries fan and I was like oh my god uh-huh. if I knew when because I used to watch that like video on repeat when I was a child like I was obsessed with Princess Diaries like most people yeah and 
getting to tell her in person, I was like, you know, I was obsessed with the Princess Diaries and I was trying, she's like, oh my God, stop, as if like it's the first time she's ever heard that. <laughs> I was like, this is so lovely that Aww. I get to tell you this in person. I was like, oh my God, it's melting my heart. I was like, so, so cool. It felt very surreal. Pinch me moment, definitely. That, Denise, that's unreal. Like you're so confident. Like I feel like I would have an anxiety attack every single time before I'm interviewing all these massive people like Kevin Hart, fucking Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like fair play to you to have the confidence. And you're so, you know, you you seem so natural as well when you're doing it. So fair play, girl. Yeah. Oh, stop. I bring a change of clothes because I would, <laughs> I sweat through them. Like no word of a lie. It's, it, no. it, is, it is extremely nerve wracking, but it's a case of, you know, like I always just think when I'm going into interviews of any of any type, like mm. be it with a celebrity or be it with I don't know a shopkeeper, where I have to interview them about their story of how you know they got their job. Yeah, every interview can be nerve wracking, mm-hmm. and I just constantly tell myself that if you're if you if you show that you're nervous, you're helping no one. You know, you're not mm-hmm. helping yourself. You're not helping your interview. You're just causing yourself more stress. But if you just go into it and think, I'm just talking to another human no matter who it is, yeah. talking to another person, I'm asking them about their story. Why, why, am, why am I nervous? What's there to be nervous about? Yeah, if so it true. goes belly up, it goes belly up. Those things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, people get uncomfortable with a question or, you know, you might lose your train of thought or things go wrong. It's, it's human nature. But I'm like, you just remember that it's just two people having a chat. They are exactly. here to talk to you. You're here to talk to them. Both of you are doing a job. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom line. I try to kind of, constantly you yeah, know yeah yeah put that into my head so I think a lot of the time you can have you know nerves and you're like I don't think I'm like you know ready enough to do interviews or I don't know am I like the right person to do it do I sound professional enough am I asking mm-hmm. the right questions like we all toy with those ideas I know you were even talking about it on one of your recent podcast episodes like we all you know toy with the idea of imposter syndrome and like yeah. whether or not we believe that we're like suited for the role that we're in but mm-hmm. I just think you always need to remember that you're there to do a job and you're doing that job because it is your job and you yeah. have to remember somebody that somebody put you there somebody well, employed you <laughs> yeah you're well and truly capable of doing it and if you don't someone else will so show that it's you know show exactly. that it's what you should be doing so. yeah just recently the weekend before last i think the stellar hosted the hey you insta star awards where you celebrated ireland's best content creators from fashion lifestyle foods rising stars to podcasts which looked so glam and so much fun but what was the organizing of such an like such a massive event like for you in the background oh my god how much time do you have Uh, (laughs) it was like I've never even been involved in organizing a wedding but I would believe it's similar (laughs) um you know there's just so many parts that go into event organization that you forget about especially with the pandemic it's been such a a a long gap since I've even Mm -hmm been on like a events committee that I just completely forgot about how much work was into it yeah between like making sure that everyone RSVP to having like a table plan which you know one of the other girls did to like organizing the voting system online oh my god that was hell behind the scenes like making sure that no voting systems don't crash that everyone pictures like logged in correctly that names are spelled right that handles are right yeah even back to way before that like picking who like who do we want to nominate you know who do we want in these categories like yeah how do you pick them that was one of my questions how do you actually pick them yeah it was a lot of team meetings where we all brought long lists of people that we loved right so like I would maybe pick 15 to 20 names under each category so we first decided the categories what categories we thought fitted with our brand and also that we thought represented content creators across Ireland once we had those categories we all bought lists of like 15 to 20 people each for each category and then we sat around and we discussed the names so like let's just say I'm like Ashling Darling and everyone else is like obsessed 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 I'm like <laughs> general consensus shortlist right so we kind of had you know conversations there was debate you know I want them in I don't you know really? there was obviously yeah. debate as there is yeah. in everything um, and then <laughs> through a lot of, you know, work and investigating in the sense, or not even investigating research in the sense of like, who represents being a content creator in Ireland over the past year and a half the best, like who is giving us engaging content, who mm-hmm. is like growing their followers, who are who is like 
showing us that like you know this is the place you go to for fashion this is the place you go to for beauty advice this is the place you go to for food mm-hmm. for laughs yeah. for you know those who inspire us because when we go on to their feed we're like wow this makes me feel good about myself like we were looking across those categories and once we once we found those gems that we think represented each each kind of industry best we then put them on our shortlist and then from there it was a public vote and the public vote was incredible i think in the first 24 hours of the vote being live we had over 100,000 votes from people who you know oh wanted gosh. wanted their favorites to to win mm. and you know it, it was lovely to see because you know i think especially with a year where we've been in lockdown and we've all been at home content creators and people creating content online have been like a tonic you know they've, they've yeah. been the people we've been looking at on our phones we've been going to for like advice on fashion or like escapism which is mm-hmm. what I used to do the most you know I used to look at the likes of like Mike Fleming who's also from Kerry yeah and laugh at his videos with his dad in the kitchen because I used to be like oh my god like nothing else I'm thinking about nothing else because I'm just dying laughing yeah, yeah, at, like yeah. <laughs> him dancing around the kitchen so you know pulling people like that and making sure that they're involved because they're the people that like bring us a lot of joy and bring us a lot of happiness mm-hmm. and you know show us that like the world isn't that shit so you know, <laughs> I think that was important you know I think that was that was key in um putting them together mm-hmm. because content creation and like influencers are massive in Ireland really like I feel like yeah. you know every country kind of has them but they're particularly quite big in Ireland for some reason even though like love them or yeah. hate them I mean I like them but <laughs> lots of people hate yeah them. yeah and I think influencers get a bad rap because people are thinking as I like oh you know they're trying to flog me stuff that I don't want or they're trying to like you know tell me about a product because they're getting paid to promote it and yeah. I mean granted there is part and parcel of people who do that but a lot of people forget that like People who work as a full-time content creator aren't just people who are like trying to force feed moisturizer down on your throat. Like <laughs> it's also people, you know, that like create really engaging food content mm-hmm. and, you know, teach you about new recipes, how to eat well, like, you know, yeah. that are also qualified dietitians. Like you've got uh, influencers like Rosanna Purcell, who is teaching everyone about every mountain peak, every hike, every hill exactly. they can climb around Ireland, mm-hmm. getting people more active outdoors. You know, you've got so many incredible influencers that are getting people more engaged with the world around them. And I think that's really important, you know, whether it's like new foods to try or new mountains to climb. Like, I mean, without Roz, I would not even, but I would be doing the whole cliff walk for the rest of my life. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know, I can't wait to go home to Ireland to, like, see all those spots that she, like, every time she goes away and, like, goes on these hikes or whatever, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to go there. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's amazing. And, like, even places like, oh, my God, no offence to anyone from Sligo, but I'd be like, I don't know what I ever go to Sligo. Like, what really is there? (laughs) Then Ross goes to Sligo, and I'm like, oh, my God, feck me. Like, look at those mountains. Look at those lakes. Look at those, whatever Mm -hmm. she'd be doing. I'm like, oh, my God the cute coffee shops it's my next vacation yeah so you know stuff like that too they help promote tourism like influencers do a lot even like with clothing i think they they help like i know fashion influencers in particular seem to be the ones that get the worst you know Mm -hmm. i don't know like slagging and kind of trolling but again they serve a purpose and so many people look up to them for fashion advice and clothing advice and you know there is a lot of people out there who know exactly the way they want to dress and the style that they like but there's a lot of people who don't Mm -hmm. and they serve a great purpose there so yeah I have absolutely no issue with them I mean I don't like anyone in any industry to be kind of you know causing people distress or kind of selling people something that's fake or you know altering photos and showing people like a fake world or a fake kind of like aspiration that they should have but at the same time I do think that we shouldn't paint them all with the same brush as we shouldn't paint every journalist the same brush every doctor every you know so Mm -hmm. on so forth um but I just think I just think that because they're so publicly on display like a celebrity people find that it's easier to you know to bash them well absolutely yeah yeah like they post certain parts of their lives and then people literally dissect everything that they do and think that they can say whatever they want about them you know yeah I mean I I think it's even it's the same probably with any job where you're kind of on show I even like on a way smaller scale I even find that sometimes with journalists we know obviously like 
features that you write aren't going to always resonate with everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's just the nature of the game. And some people would be like, I don't like that feature that you wrote because I just don't think it applies to me. And I'm like, well, okay then. You know, and I just think, I'm just like, imagine I went into like, I don't know, into the bank and I started like judging the way that you, I don't know what people do in the bank, the way you counted your money. Way, yeah. I'm like, I want to do it that way. I'm like, you'd be like, leave me alone. You yeah, know? So, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it is a bit, it's a bit stressful when like everything that you put out, everything that you do in your, in your day-to-day job is on show for other people because it does open you up to like criticism and it opens you up to like people giving their opinion and stuff like that. And I mean, look, the way that the world works and it's the nature of the game, but it, it can be, it can be a bit stressful because obviously negative comments get to people way more than like, I love that so much. So obviously none of us listening were able to attend. So I want to know a bit of the behind the scenes gossip. Like how... Oh, the words. Yeah. I love the way I went off on such a tangent there. Like where the hell did no. that go? That happens so often. No, but I think I, I started it off as well. I started it and then we both rolled with it, but now we're back here. I'm bringing it back. We're back here. Oh my God. Yeah. Focus. Focus. No, but that was important um, so, to say as well. So yeah, the gossip yeah. behind the scenes. What was what was happening? Like, how did it all go down on the night? It all went down well. It went really, really well. I think, like I was saying, prep, it's like putting together a wedding, mm. the panic and the stress. You're like, oh my God, please, everything go right. Um, and obviously I was so nervous of like parts of the night falling stiff or silent or, you know, like a joke being cracked and everyone being like what but thankfully (laughs) none of that happened I mean we had such an incredible MC on the night we had Laura Fox from um RT2 FM and she's an absolute pro that like there was never ever an issue of like anyone ever being like what's next because she was like on the stage she was ready she was ready to rock the whole time she's incredible and the awards went really well everyone was so happy for those that would and Mm -hmm. I think from everyone I was talking to on the night they were just thrilled to have a reason to get dolled up again yes um, every like the the back the, the backstage goss would be that everyone was literally like i'm so happy to be here because i haven't put on makeup in bloody six months i haven't picked a fancy dress to wear in so long and yeah even just seeing people coming in and getting their photo taken on the carpet and things like that i was like wow i was like this has been a hot minute it's so so lovely to see yeah but uh yeah we had a drinks reception from jose cuervo we had really really good brands on board we had primark working with us we had uh hey you which was our our main mm-hmm. sponsor so everyone got a little hey you three month subscription in their goodie Fab. bag which is bad mm-hmm. uh, we had clear braces on board we mm-hmm. had well, so we have we had Pandora, who are our official jewelry sponsor for the night. We got Fab. to wear some Pandora bits on the night too, which was fun. Unreal. You know, all those kind of parts that I'm like, oh my god, it just it feels so exciting because yeah. watching it all come together after months of you know getting sponsors on board, deciding you know what's the what's the running order going to be like, and obviously getting Hey You on board. They built a, a kind of activation area for people when they came in. It was like you know where you get selfies basically. And it was inspired by Below Deck because Below Deck has just brought out its ninth season on Hey You. So yeah. the area was like, it kind of looked a bit like a ship. So it was really, really cool. Unreal. Like, seeing all those bits come together, I was like, wow, this is like, this is looking, this is looking class. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, class. Yeah. And I was on, I was on a great table. I had, um, I had Aideen Feely on my table, who is a Fab. fashion stylist. She's also from Kerry, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Kerry people say. <laughs> um, then I have the Ungrandman boys, um, PJ and Kevin, who do the Ungrandman podcast. Obsessed, like, honestly. They're amazing. <laughs> They're amazing, yes. Yeah, so I had them on my table. I had a few friends on my table, too, which was great. So, yeah, it, it, was, nice. a, it was a wholesome good gag so yeah. I was I was very blessed I was very blessed but I didn't do the table seating so I was thrilled with okay. uh, where I was positioned yeah and so obviously you know a lot of the people who were who were there like you know a few of the influencers but like was there anyone that you didn't know that actually turned out to be like very good crack that you didn't like expect to be that much crack or was there anyone like a little bit quieter than you thought or anything like that I, I you know what I think everyone that I met was so much fun I think mm-hmm. because you know if it's like just say you're 21st or 18 you don't really get to spend too much time with anyone in particular because you're running around to make sure you say hello to everyone so that was kind of like my role on the night I was running around to make sure at least I said hi to everyone for five or ten minutes so I didn't really get to spend enough time with anyone to like you know really have like a solid decent chat with for like Mm -hmm. 
an hour or like dance with or I didn't really get to see anyone being kind of shy because anytime I came over to someone it was like talk 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 bye and oh, again yeah. so I didn't really get to see that aspect I'm like if I was there as a guest I definitely would have maybe but um when we were kind of you know running the show it was uh it was difficult to kind of spend too much time with anyone yeah, yeah yeah everyone seemed like they were having a ball which was key because oh, I was yeah. like I was like you know looking that was something I did a lot I was searching around, I was like, no one looks like they don't have a drink in their hand, or no one looks like they're, you know, like, upset with the food, or, you know, I, I was kind of doing that whole, like, kind yeah. of mother scanning the whole time, is everyone fine, is everyone okay, is everyone good? <laughs> I know that feeling, like, you're just looking around thinking, right, is everyone having a good time, like, anyone's kind of looking a little bit sideways, you're thinking, what's wrong with them, like, why, what's the issue? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, if anyone looks moody, or if, like, you know, because with, with table seating as well, you're like, is everyone on this table going to gel? Oh so God, I was always true. conscious of being like, if there, if it looks like a table, they're all having a ball, but like one person was by themselves, like quickly go to them. But like, you know, these are all fears that you have that kind of never really materialize. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone is pals with everyone. And if they're not, everyone is lovely and so kind lovely, and bubbly. Yeah. And, yeah. and they all want to have, a, and they all want to have a ball. So like none of like all the things that I was, you know, like shitting myself about beforehand, never came to life obviously yeah. because when everyone was there they were like let's have a drink let's chat let's celebrate everyone that's nominated which was lovely to see yeah and were you able to let the hair down then afterwards like did you have an after party or what was the crack oh absolutely i left the hair down i think yes. once the award started to get into motion mm-hmm. i was like okay pour me a glass of rosé you know everyone's <laughs> seated everyone is like you know beginning to have their starters everyone seems happy so that's when I started to have a drink for myself. Um, I tried not to drink at the drinks reception because I was like, you know, work mode, get yeah, photos, put up, put up content. But then obviously once the award started, I started to kind of, ah, the ice started to melt. Um, and then afterwards, uh, I didn't go to any to any club afterwards. I stayed in the venue, I think, till about 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people did. I know people went to Zazimus, people went to Mother, a lot of people went to the George kind of, People went their own ways. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is because in Ireland you have to have tickets for places now that like oh, okay. there's nowhere that everyone could be like, everyone, it's one a.m. Let's go here, you yeah. know, which is which is sad. But at the same time, we're not going to complain because it's nice that people had somewhere that they could go. Yeah, unreal. So that was the first ever stellar like annual award ceremony. But now, so this is, is this kind of taking over from the gossies? Am I right in saying that? Like that was kind of. The first, like that was kind of what the influencers had before is that still going to be a thing or what's the story there I'm sure the gossies will still be a thing mm. like I like you know goss put on like goss have been doing the gossies for I don't know now a, a good a good few years like, mm. like I remember going to it when I was in maybe it was third year second year of college so like they've been doing it a while now um so I'm I definitely would say that they'll continue on doing that but definitely we want to also now start doing our insta star awards because I mean, what is life without a bit of healthy competition, you know? Exactly, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely want to continue doing the Insta stars to um, more of a reason to have another night out as well. But exactly. also Why because, not? you know, we were thinking Stellar is in need of a really cool event that is also an awards and we'd never done it before. So we're like, you know what, what better time than now to to, to put a new string to our bow and the, the Insta star awards are just a really, a really cool concept. And for our first year off the ground to get such incredible sponsors on board we were we were honestly blessed like we couldn't believe um we got hey you as our like partner sponsor because we were like hey you is so synonymous with the stellar brand because we're all diehard reality tv fans yeah, i yeah, mean yeah. like kardashians to the bone <laughs> that just felt like such a good such a good kind of partnership it felt like you know like a sisterhood almost yeah, so, uh, so good so yeah we were fantastic we were so blessed to have them on board so yeah i'm sure the gossies will continue and now uh, we've got the insta stars coming yeah. up next to them too so it's, it's it was it's, such it's, a it's exciting yeah such a success though like it really took off like i was seeing it everywhere like and i'm not even at home you know so it was yeah. very successful successful so congrats but thank you yeah who were it. your who were your personal favorites to win or did you have your own personal favorites I have personal favorites. Uh, Neve Cullen winning lifestyle was like one I was so reading for. I was like, oh, God, oh, please, please, please. I hope she wins. <laughs> um, so She's I was fab. thrilled to see her winning because she is just in. A, she's an all round incredible lifestyle influencer from like all the you know content that she does with 
uh, exercise and fitness and lifestyle and you know she's she's well-rounded is the best yeah. way I would say you know she she has so many different avenues and she brings her followers down them with her too and I just think she is the definition of the perfect lifestyle influencer she and her is, yeah. fan base is only bloody growing and mm-hmm. on top of it all she's like the nicest human ever so yeah, I she mean, seems so cute she's, she's the nicest human ever yeah she's yeah. fantastic so I was thrilled I was I had my fingers crossed for her I was like because she just <laughs> She's just she just does so much and so deserving of the world, especially over the course of the pandemic when you know like life was tough for everyone. Mm-hmm. Trying to get out, trying to do stuff was tough. She was just such a warm and infectious personality to have online. So yeah, I'm thrilled for her. And I was glad, you know what? I was glad to see that our readers saw it too. Like when the votes started to come in for her, they started to soar, and I was thrilled because I was like, everyone else sees it too. So I was like, that's lovely. Unreal. What is your, what would you say is your favorite part of the job and your least favorite part of the job? My least favorite part of the job, like look at me going with least first because I love a rot. Like I, <laughs> I, maybe it's being Irish that we're just so pessimistic. But I'm like, I love a rot. Straight away, like, like, I, I hate I, this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how, how much time do you have? No, but I always put my rot first. Let me think, what do I hate the most? But it's good that you have to think actually. You know, I would think it's probably being able to see if people dislike what you're doing. That's definitely, that's yeah. a lot. It's not even the job itself. It's like, now, granted, it's not often. Like, I don't get, you know, mm-hmm. emails every day being like, this is shit. But, like, let's just say once every couple of months, if I write a feature and people are just like, oh, my God, I didn't like that. Or I just didn't think that that was, like, written the way that I would have worded it. Or, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, stuff like that. I'm just like... No, that's shit. I yeah. hate that you said that to me. That's mm-hmm. upsetting. So when I get like the odd, the odd message like that, I feel like I got it more when I was working with her because everything was online. So yeah. people had more of an easy avenue to, you know, kind of spit me messages because mm-hmm. every story was linked on Facebook. And when I was in her, Facebook was more at its peak than it is now. And I mean, people on Facebook are horrible. But like, they're really they, not they people. really so, are. They're really not. I just, I'm like, who hurt you? Like, Facebook <laughs> people are just mean. Um, so when obviously stories just go up on Facebook, people, they maybe just read the headline and were like, shut up or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that it was tougher back then. But now, you know, people that buy Stellar magazine love the magazine. So I feel like they're a lot kinder. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's nicer. But like, you know, to this day, I mean, you get the odd message. And when you do, you're just like, that's sad. Because... 99.9% of the messages are like so lovely and so positive and so reaffirming that like you know what you're doing is like something that people love to read and I'm like wow that makes me feel happy because when like for Stellar anyway when I write like it's very personal like I write about relationships I write about wellness I write about you name it and it's all like personal experience like, yeah. I I draw from everything that I experience in my life like wrote an article about living with my my friends and that was really you know exactly our story in our house you know so stuff yeah. like that so obviously when you get like opinions on those kind of pieces you're like oh my god ow um but <laughs> yes that would probably be that's my life <laughs> that would probably be the part of the job that is the most upsetting but then hilariously the part of the job that I like the most is actually getting to write long form pieces for the magazine because it's like a form of therapy you know when you get to write about like um things in your life that are kind of zeitgeisty and also appeal to the wider public like for instance if I'm doing a piece about how I'm like I can't keep saying yes to things because I'm spreading myself too thin I'm like oh my god I need to start becoming a no man because I'm saying yes to too many plans and I have no time for myself getting to write that and put Mm -hmm. it in words how I'm feeling and like call it my job is lovely because I'm like yeah it's all in my head so I just need to like belt it out and then also you get to talk to experts you know in the in those fields that you're covering too and like we always say in work that's free therapy because you get to talk (laughs) to people about the the issues that you're having and to tell it with the world so it's nice it is really really nice I think when I write as well for the magazine I never think about people reading it like I never think about the fact that like it goes into shops all across the country. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't think about that because when I'm writing about relationship stuff and like exes, I'm like, oh my god, if they read it, yeah. I So <laughs> doubtful that the boys are picking up Stellar magazine. Thank God, though, for you. Extremely <laughs> doubtful because I'm like, is this the family tree? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'd be screwed. Like, I absolutely would. They'd be like, is this about... Like, obviously, I don't name names. Jesus, that would yeah, be yeah, yeah. intense. But, but you know, I'm like, the stories are pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. Like, what I've literally been through. So I'm like, but, uh, yeah, look. Denise, that's everything. I have covered all my oh. questions. Oh, this is so much fun. Yeah, I love chatting to you. It was so, so good. You're such a natural girl. <laughs> oh, God, likewise. Likewise, I'm, abs- I, like, I'm such a fan of your podcast. I really, I was only listening to the imposter syndrome episode the day before yesterday on the way into work. And I was like, oh, it, you just, you sound really natural and really at ease uh, behind oh, the mic. So fair play to you. It's really, thank really good. And thank you so much for having me on. It's like, it's no always worries. such a like, we're going to talk about your job, but I, I really love getting to chat to people who, especially who are like in the same industry and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really yeah, fun. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on and leaving me share my story with others. Cause it's, you uh, it's so it's welcome. Fun. No, I loved it. And thank you so much for agreeing. And maybe I'll have you on again down the line. That is it for this week's episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you in the next one. Bye.